Ohio State recently got some big news from two key contributors from this past football season as Cade Stover and Xavier Johnson just announced that they'll be playing at Ohio State during the 2023 college football season. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 10th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During this episode, we will discuss what Cade Stover's decision means for Ohio State's tight end room during the offseason, and we'll discuss what Xavier Johnson's return means for him as a football player at Ohio State. But before we get to any of that, I'm going to ask everyone to bear with me during today's show. I don't know what's happened to my voice. I woke up and had this abnormal sound to my voice. I've been drinking tea, and the tea has been working, green tea only with some honey. It's been working, but it's not working as fast as I would like, so please bear with me in my voice during today's show. Ohio State got some announcements from some players previously. Mayan Williams, many people believe that my, that Marvin Harrison Jr. was going to stay at Ohio State, and he says he put a video out there that showed there's more to be done. And then there's Kate Stover, and Kate Stover's announcement is one that might catch your eye. Some might say Kate could go to the NFL. After Kate's performance during the season, some could say that this is a perfect time for Kate Stover to take his chance at testing the waters at what he could do in the National Football League. That's up to him. They've already been talking to scouts. They've already been evaluated. They've gotten that feedback. So they kind of know what the NFL people, the execs, already think about him as a player. But when he has decided to stay in school, and the return to Ohio State for what I believe is a fifth year as a Buckeye, I think this is a perfect move for Kate Stover. Now, you look at his production during the season, it was career highs overall across the board, except for in one category that was yards per reception. This year, played played in all 13 games. He had 36 receptions, 406 receiving yards, five touchdowns. There are some that thought at some point Cade Stover could have gone over 40 receptions in the regular season of the 12 games the Buckeyes played in the regular season, over 400 receiving yards during the the first 12 games as well, and then probably could have uh, had a couple more touchdowns to make it seven touchdowns uh, at the end of uh, the regular season. So those are the things that are there. And I think for Cade Stover, it's just twofold. One, it's great to be with your boys once again playing college football. You don't get an opportunity like this very often. Being at a place for five years, you've been around for a very for a long time. He has been there under uh, he, he was recruited by Urban Meyer, stayed when Ryan Day took over. So he was so he got a relationship with two coaches in Urban Meyer 
and a Ryan Day, been there coached only by Ryan Day, and he is a tight end that could change how tight ends start to view the tight end position at Ohio State. If he has another season like he had in 2022, let's say he does go for 40 receptions. Let's say he does go for 450 or 500 yards in 12 regular season games. Let's say he has seven receiving touchdowns. He's not just raising his own draft stock. We'll get to that in a second. But ultimately, it's going to help the recruiting and how the tight ends around the country in high school view Cade Stover, excuse me, view Ohio State tight ends under Ryan Day's offense. But I think when it comes to the NFL draft, I firmly believe this is the wisest move for Cade Stover. And this isn't about him getting dinged up at the end of the season and people thinking he's maybe he might be fragile, things of that nature. It has nothing to do with that. Ultimately, I do understand how NFL scouts think about certain things, not everything, but about certain things. And they want to see a track record of success. They don't want to just see one year of success at a position. They want to see multiple. Okay, Cade, you had 36 receptions. Can he go for 38 or 39 or 40? You had 406 receiving yards. Can that be 440 or 450? You had five receiving touchdowns. Can you sustain that mark or go even higher? And they want to see, okay, cool. In the passing game, if he goes higher, great. He's checking boxes. But also in the blocking game, in the pass blocking and the run blocking, if his numbers go up but his pass blocking and the run blocking goes down, those are some things that are question marks about Case Dover. Okay, he's getting better in these areas, but as he gets better, he gets weaker in these areas. So these are things that they can evaluate. But if I'm somebody that's in a as an NFL scout, and I have a guy in front of me who had one good year, just just one, just one. It was his final year at a school, just one. But all of a sudden, there's another guy who's had two years of better production, consistent, sustainable production at a school. And he does it better and better and better in year two over year one as far as his best years at that position. I want to look at that guy that has the multiple years of success that sustained it over multiple years to say, we can work with that guy. We like his skill set. We like what he's doing. We like what he brings to the table. And ultimately, we want to bring him to our team via a draft pick, maybe a day two draft pick, to allow him to have that that spot on our team right now. My gut, I have not talked to Ryan Roberts of rise and draft scouting looking to have Ryan on the show down the road. I, I, my guess is if case over came out right now, he's a day three draft pick that is rounds four through seven. My guess is he's probably getting picked between rounds five through seven, probably five and six is where I think he's going to go now. Not a seventh round pick, Maybe not good enough to be a fourth-round pick, but a fifth- or sixth-round pick is where I think his sweet spot's going to be if he came out at the end of this year. But ultimately, returning to school, playing at Ohio State one more time, more football, having some of the similar success we saw this season, that will raise Kate Stover's draft stock. I do think he could be a latter part of the of the, he could be a day two pick next year in the 2024 NFL draft probably latter part latter half of round number three or or round four next year which is still great really really good for a tight end to be picked at that spot ultimately 
it's great to be drafted in the NFL draft, no matter what. I don't care who you are. If you're picked in the NFL draft, that's a huge luxury. So I, this is a great decision for Kane Stover, not just for his future as an NFL player, but you're playing with your boys once again, man. And if we know anything about Ohio State, Ryan Day, and how they're going to be going in the next season, they're going to be hung- hungry, extremely hungry. And it's great to have a guy returning to at Ohio State who played alongside Jeremy Ruckert, played defense in 2021, all started all 13 games at tight end for Ohio State this year, will be the starting tight end next year. And I do believe Cade Stover returning is great for business, not just for Ohio State, the football team in the upcoming season, but also for the recruiting and also for how executives might view Ohio State tight ends in the future. With Cade Stover returning to school or staying in school, that's going to kind of bring up some questions about the tight end room and how that's going to shake up. We will discuss what's going to shake up, how that's going to look in the offseason coming up next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolates, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your bars your Built Bars at Build.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You. Can thank me later. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our new podcast all about basketball centered around college basketball and it's called Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your fine podcast. So Cade Stover's return. Some might say, great. The tight end room is stronger. 
You're bringing in a talented guy in Jelani Thurman who's going to be uh, at Ohio State, and he will be able to learn under someone who has multiple years, who is a multi-year starter at Ohio State at tight end. That's a luxury. That's great. You also say there are guys that are um, backups that some might thought might have thought they would move up the depth chart. Some might say they would start. Ultimately, kind of shuffles things up a little bit. But I believe the tight end room at Ohio State is A-OK. My first thought is that if Cave Stover leaves, Joe Royer moves up, becomes tight end one, and then comes the question, who is the backup tight end? Is it Sam Hart? Is it Bennett Christian? Is it G. Scott Jr.? Sorry, Jelani Thurman, I don't think you're ready. Your body is ready or your skill set's ready to be a tight end, a backup T-E-2, as you, if you may want to call it that, at Ohio State as a freshman. So my guess would be that it is going to be Joe Warrior. In the offseason, this could fluctuate. It could be Joe Royer or Sam Hart. I do believe those two are guys that are right there in the pecking order of the backup spots for Ohio State at tight end. I am not sold on G. Scott Jr. as a tight end. Some of you are. Some of you say he's done enough. Change the role. Give it to him. I don't see for what Ohio State, for what Ryan Day I don't know who the OC is going to be, so I don't know how that might change under a new offensive coordinator. But I don't think G. Scott Jr., even if he's trying to be like a uh, a flex tight end, I don't see him doing that either. I do not. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where his role is. If it's Cade Stover and then either G. Scott Jr., Joe Royer, Sam Hart, or Bennett Christian, I don't know, man. I mean, he's going to play. Like, if he stays, if he stays at Ohio State, he's going to play. But where? Like, is it going to be five snaps a game? Is it going to be five snaps over the first four games? Uh, is it going to be a a bigger role in the non-conference games, excluding, well, two lesser non-conference games, not really playing much or at all against Notre Dame? And then in the nine Big Ten games, is it going to be him kind of just uh, – uh, only playing in mop-up duty. I don't know, man, because I've seen his. I've seen him play. He, he can do some good things on the football field, but he's not what I believe Ryan Day wants as a, as a tight end at Ohio State. So I do think it is going to be Joe Royer or Sam Hart um, fighting for the backup tight end spot. And who better to learn from than Cage Stover? I don't think he's the most talented tight end. I think Jeremy Ruckert's, uh well – I think Jeremy Rucker's skill set, especially in the pass catching ability area, some thought Jeremy Rucker was going to be that guy, but Cade Stover's doing things Jeremy Rucker never did on the football field at Ohio State. So as good as as good of a tight end uh, Jeremy Rucker was, maybe Cade Stover is, diff, is better in different areas, and that allows Stover to be more of a uh, guy you want to be the teacher to these youngsters. This puts Ohio State's tight end room in a great spot. Ohio State was um, hosting visits of numerous tight ends a few weeks ago, trying to, because they thought, I mean, there was a thought that Cade Stover was uh, having one foot out the door of leaving Ohio State and part of his body. And now he has two feet inside in all of his body, not two feet in and a head sticking out or an arm sticking out or both arms sticking out and a head. That would look a little silly, but you know how some, some of us are, we make decisions. Ultimately, we look, we say, 
Ooh, ah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm still trying to do my own thing. Ooh, that makes sense. But I still want to do my own thing. So you're trying to make a decision, be all in, but you're not really all in. Kate Stover, hey, man, the, the thought was he was leaving. So Ryan Day and the other coaches, Coach Key, they had to do something. So they start filtering and hosting tight ends from around the country that are in the portal to say, hey, we might have a vacancy. We might, And we think you might be someone to fill that vacancy. And that's not to say that was only the only reason. Maybe they want to bring a tight end in from the transfer portal because ultimately maybe they believe they're talented in the backups, but they want to do something else. They want to try something else. Um, and so they want to try to get somebody more experienced to be a backup to see that to see how that impacts the tight end room and the offense. Because remember, Ryan Day doesn't really touch the touch the portal like that. I wish he touched it more. He doesn't really touch the portal like that. So with Ryan Day's philosophy with the portal, if with him hosting guys, I don't know if it was only for one reason for Cade Stover. If Cade Stover leaves, it could have easily been hey. You were at a school. Your services might be needed at Ohio State, either in a starter or backup role. You're going to play. You know I use two tight ends. If you're in more of an H-back body, a Mitch Rossi-type body, we can put you there as well. You're going to play. You're going to be noted. You're going to be known. Buckeye fans will love you for your big hits, big blocks, making big catches, catching that scene pass. Buckeye fans will love you. Buckeye fans are different. Come on to Columbus. We can use you here. So I don't know what Ryan Day's pitch was as far as bringing guys in. If it's only for one thing, hey, Cade's back, man. Cade, well, not, not really back. Here's, okay, a little something here before I close out this little portion of the show. A guy can't, you. it's weird when I see things saying so-and-so is back. So-and-so is back for a fifth year at Ohio State. A bit, so-and-so, no, here's the one, here's the one, here's the one. So-and-so is returning. They never left. Like, they literally never left. They're still in class at Ohio State. But they're returning. Returning, yeah, they never left. I understand what they're saying. I understand it. But when I say someone is returning, like Jay is returning to something, it means he left it. I never never left at all. Never at all. Still doing the offseason workouts. Still doing that, that, that stuff. Maybe it's a play on words. Maybe I'm crazy. I know sometimes your boy is crazy, but Cade Stover staying at Ohio State, it's great, man. It's great, and I do believe it puts the tighter room in a great spot to help these young guys grow. No matter which four of them are there, maybe one leaves transfers, maybe a couple transfer. If they bring in, a, if they bring in, a, if they bring in a transfer, you got Cade Stover and somebody else that season playing at Ohio State at a high level, week in, week out, week in, week out. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I also want some more of Xavier Johnson in a Buckeye uniform. We're going to get more of that in 2023. We'll discuss what this means for J Xavier Johnson specifically next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. Sports betting is now legal in Ohio. And Locked on has the perfect show to help new and seasoned gamblers. Download and subscribe to Locked on Bets for daily picks and analysis wherever you get your podcasts. Xavier Johnson. Some call him the X-Man. It would be nice if his teammates, when Xavier Johnson scored, 
They do up the X. Do up the X celebration. It's a little, yeah, there we go. There we go. Second time around was a little bit better for those of you watching on the YouTube. They do up the X. Because I do believe Xavier Johnson is a special type of talent. This year, he had 207 snaps on offense, 25 touches, not catches or carries. Total of 25 touches, 297 yards, three touchdowns. He returned the ball on kickoff 12 times, 269 yards. That were just kickoff return yards. He's a special teamer. He had the most snaps on special teams at 255. He was on the kick return team, the kickoff team, the punt team, the pump block team. Xavier Johnson, kind of a Swiss Army knife. He lined up at running back, lined up at slot receiver, lined up at lined up on the outside. Xavier Johnson was a guy that if Ohio State needed somebody to be someone to be all over the place, that was Xavier Johnson's role. Xavier Johnson will be at Ohio State for what will be his sixth season. Now, you may want to say, Jay, how in the world does a player have six years? Well, I do believe Xavier Johnson, uh, and looking at his bio, he initially joined the program in 2018. That year well, that year could easily be his redshirt year. Started as a walk-on, now he's on a scholarship. That could easily be his, his redshirt year. I don't know exactly which year was, a red, was his redshirt. But then you have the 2020 year which is a free year for everybody for, uh, for everybody. Everybody got a free year in 2020 due to the COVID. And so you have a red shirt year, you have a COVID year. He still has four years to play. So you have six years to play four in college football. And here we have, I think it could be five for some players. Here we have Xavier Johnson being at Ohio state for another year. I think this is a phenomenal move for Xavier Johnson this year. We did see Xavier Johnson with his uh, the stats that he had and his ability in his, in his play on the field. Xavier Johnson is someone that Ohio State can rely on in different ways. No matter if it's at running back or if it's at slot or if it's on special teams, he can be used in a lot of ways. And I do think with my gut telling me, one of Ohio State's three receivers that will be on the team that – were the top three receivers this year, but then Jacob going out, either Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Ameka Abuka, or Julian Fleming. My gut says one of those three guys transfers. I do think, of course, you got Jaden Ballard, you got the freshman receivers, you got the freshman coming in, Brandon Ennis, Carnell Tate, uh, Noah Rogers, Bryson Rogers. You have all of those talented guys. Something tells me it's going to be hard to keep David Johnson off the field. I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not saying that he is going to be a running back. He's going to be a receiver. He's going to be a guy that you can put on the field that does good things every time he's on the field, every single time. I do also know, and let's just say that Fleming or Abuka or Harrison Jr. Neither one of them transfers. Let's just say that it's those three guys returning to Ohio State to be the three-headed monster receiver next year. Now they have a guy who can come in better in the offseason, keeps on working, keeps on grinding. All of a sudden, what we find is that Xavier Johnson has a bigger role as a receiver, lesser role as a running back. And all of a sudden, one of these guys, if one goes down, injury, unfortunately, they happen, Xavier Johnson comes in. Let's just say everybody's healthy. Put Xavier Johnson in there, man. Like, literally, you can pull one guy out, put X in, let that boy spin. Also, also, we're not done here. 
I have wished for a couple years. This goes back to, I do believe, at least last season when we did some live shows. My guy, Hamid Hero, who was a staple, a faithful viewer of us on the YouTube, he ended up asking about what changed. This is at the mid, mid, seat, mid halfway point of the season last year. What wrinkles do we think we can see to, to Ohio State's offense? This is more me wishing Ryan Day did this. Going four wide with receivers. More of a 10 personnel. One running back, zero, zero tight ends, four wide, rec wide receivers. Now, you may want to say, Jay, you got someone in the receivers at Ohio State. Why in the world would you do that with Xavier Johnson? Man, because look, when he's on the field, he does amazing things. 25 touches, 297 yards. That's not normal, bro. I, I don't care who you are. Touch the ball 25 times, have almost 300 yards of offense. That ain't normal. Return the ball. You kick off return yard, return yards. 269, you have 12 returns. That ain't normal either. So something special happens when this man has the ball in his hand. So why not find ways to put him on the field when you when you got Harrison Jr., Abuka, Fleming on the field, and you got Xavier Johnson? Amen. Amen. You want to put resources to Harrison Jr. or Abuka, great. It opens up that has that means you have less resources for a trick play or somewhat of an uh, abnormal play for Xavier Johnson. Like I said, next year when he scores, because he's going to score, put the X up. Put the X up for the X-Man because Xavier Johnson is going to do amazing things. A special team guy next year as well. I do believe he'll be that role. And if he has aspirations, which I believe he does, just being a football player, to play in the National Football League, a great way for him to be to raise his draft stock is by staying at Ohio State. If he came out this year, he's probably an undrafted free agent, might get picked up in the undrafted free agent market at the end of the draft. But ultimately, he's scratching and clawing, scratching and clawing to do that. Also, he's a return man. Like, we marvel at what a, a Buka can do. Every now and then, um, it hasn't been consistent. But what Abuka can do in the return game, put Xavier Johnson back there for kickoffs and, and punts. I don't care. Just do it. Just do it. You could thank me later for that advice. Put the X-Men back there at kickoffs and punts. That's also a great way for him to raise his draft stock. Ohio State, with all the talent they have stockpiled over my lifetime, for some reason of late, really for a while, that return man – Hasn't been producing those touchdowns like you want. The X-Men will get it done for Ohio State. Just listen to your boy with the bad voice, weird voice today. <clears throat> I thought I was going to get stronger when I put some tea in, did for a hot minute, and then it got weaker. I really hope the voice is back to normal tomorrow. This is not fun talking to you It uh, when I know I sound abnormal to you. I sound abnormal in my headphones right now, but I'm excited, man. The X-Men is staying at Ohio State. Kate, Kate Stover staying at Ohio State. I do expect one of the tight ends to transfer. G. Scott Jr. Say it right there. Hey, I still, think, I still think the Buckeyes will be just fine at the tight end position. And with what Xavier Johnson brings to Ohio State during next season. We're out of here on a Tuesday. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We're out of here on a Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Probably more uh, mid-middle of the day upload once again. That might be a trend we'll do every now and then uh, in the offseason, which allows me to 
Um, well, I was watching the game last night, portions of it. That was a beatdown. A A Georgia. Georgia won the national championship back to back for the first time in a long time. Congrats to them. Congrats to TCU for getting there. That really had a bad showing there. I thought I think it was the 04. I think it was the 04 BCS National Championship game when UCS USC just molly whopped their opponent. I thought that would be the most uh, lopsided national championship game I would ever watch in my lifetime. And then last night happened. Georgia Bulldogs won the national championship. That's probably a sore spot in Buckeye fans, but that's the way the cookie crumbled during the 2022 college football season. We'll get off that train. Might go back to some more questions tomorrow about things that I observed from the team and I'm racking my brain about questions about the team at the end of the season. I got a big one. It's about Ryan Day and the offense. You might hear tomorrow on tomorrow's show. We're out of here on a Tuesday. I got to stop yapping and get some more tea in my throat. Guys, have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow with more of your favorite Ohio State podcast.